Hey everybody, this is Mrs. Clams. I cannot tell you how excited I am to tell you about this week's specials at Nacho Mama's. I literally am probably going to hit every one of these stops because they are putting out classic combo pizza nachos. Let me say that again. Classic combo pizza nachos. You got your Fontina cheese sauce, homemade tomato sauce with sausage, pepperoni, and mushrooms, bell peppers, green bell peppers with pickled red onions, and black olives, okay? How delicious does that sound? Delicious. Beyond good. But if that's not enough for you and you want more, get yourself some butternut squash soup topped with sage oil. Like, mmm, perfect. And finish it off with white chocolate cheesecake cup topped with homemade blood orange hibiscus tang. Hibiscus tang. Literally, I could eat this the entire week, which is a good thing because they're going to be at four different places this week. L Train, where are they going to be? What? They're going to be Wednesday, Black Raven Brewing in Redmond from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, Optimism Brewing on Capitol Hill mm. from 5 to 9 p.m. Saturday, Corn Brewing in Kenmore, 4 to 8 p.m. And then Sunday, Ridgecrest Public House in Shoreline, 5 to 8 p.m. Mrs. Clams, uh, what kind of social media things they got going on around here? Check them out, NachoMamaSeattle.com. Find them on Twitter, at NachoMamasSEA. And, of course, Facebook and Instagram, at NachoMamaSeattle. Check them out. Get yourself the gourmet nachos at the best breweries in Seattle. Hashtag nachos, nachos and, and beer. beer. It's the L Train. We're back again. And uh, what do you do right after you do 100 episodes? You work <laughs> on the 101st episode. And yeah. uh, with me, as usual, my beautiful wife, my life partner, <laughs> the one, the only, Mrs. Clams. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good, baby. How are you doing this week? I'm doing very well. It's been a great day. I'm glad to be back from a bunch of work travel I had to do and have just a nice weekend at home. It's been awesome. Uh, even if it is a little gray and gloomy out, at least it's not snowing. Well, we had a nice little trip to uh, downtown today. We had a little yes, coffee with a friend. We did indeed. It was nice. Went and uh, ran a few errands. We've got a uh, pot of beans and ham going on the stove. And man, does it smell fantastic in here. It does smell amazing in here. It does. And I cannot wait to eat it. It reminds me of navy beans and ham. Mm. I don't know. We didn't quite get the right navy beans, but... No, we it's got great be. northern beans because they didn't have any navy Which beans. Which are still white beans. So, so it should be It'll fine. suck in all the flavor and juice off the meat mm, and the bone. Yum. And then I'll suck in the <laughs> flavor from the meat and the bone from the soup. Yes. Anyway, before we get started, I want to thank everyone that was a part of the 100th episode mm-hmm. last week. First of all, you, Mrs. Clams, thank you for being there. You're quite welcome. You know, it's hard to get on, get you... Get you on the shows. You're a busy lady these days, and uh, oh, yeah. you know you're on one of a part timer contract like Brock Lesnar right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's me, Brock. Me we don't Brock. know when exactly Mrs. Clams <laughs> will be back, but no, that's just a joke. <laughs> but anyway, 
Also, uh, the many guests that we had on that way, Nick Radford, mm-hmm. reading his uh, his big write-up, his poem, as mm-hmm. I call it, about the Cook Brothers. Yes. And myself. Yes, indeed. And then also Manny. Uh, he's been on more podcasts, this Bigfoot Pro Wrestling podcast, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Tectonic, Oregon Wrestling Club. He's got his big uh, rematch coming up with Todd Royce. And then uh, thanks to Hammerstone for being the meat of that week. He's the meat. But uh, And we had a great time. He had a battle with Shaft. Yeah, slobber knocker, if you will. A slobber knocker. Thank you for dropping in there, JR. <laughs> bloody nose for Shaft on the way home, too. Ooh, he'll be doing a debut, won't he, coming up without a cost? That is true. Yeah. We'll be there in we the will. front row. We'll us be there. and Bob Euchre. It'll be there. It'll be fabulous. Do you not know who Bob Euchre is? Yes, I know who Bob oh, okay. Euchre is. Well, I thought I'd get a better laugh out of that. Must it not wasn't have been that good. good. Sorry. Maybe we're, uh, maybe we better cut that one part out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he'll be taking on uh, Daniel McCabe. We'll, we'll we'll mention all that kind of stuff later. But, but uh, we recently got uh, back from Vegas, Mrs. Clams. We did. What were some of the highlights? Trip. Oh my goodness! For you. Uh, well, we ate our way through Vegas and uh, spent a ungodly amount of money so you know that's fun um the the bills that's fun uh but no we had a great time we uh went to a tiki bar that i've been wanting to go to frankie's and brought home a mug from that uh we hung out with some friends and family and uh, partied it up good and went to a burlesque show and It was just a grand old time, I will say. Grand old time. Got a tattoo. Oh, yeah. You got a tattoo. I did. I did get a tattoo. Although, in hindsight, it may not be exactly what I had in mind. So, I may have to go in and get some touch-up or a little alteration. See what happens when you have a few too many drinks, a few too many days in a row in Vegas? I know. You, you kind of make foolish decisions. Get a little cloudy. No, it still looks great. It's just maybe it's not what you... not exactly, exactly what I was thinking, but that's okay. Wanted, uh, it, it's unique. Let's put it that way. It is very unique. It is. It's a flamingo, but it's... Um, it's supposed well, to be watercolory, it's, right? It's, yeah, and it's a little bit not. So anyway, we'll we'll see. Maybe it'll get a little bit of a patch-up job once it's healed. So we'll see. And you took me to my first ever burlesque show. I did. Which you guys said wasn't a great burlesque show. If you wanted some dancing women, topless, it was classy. It wasn't like sleazy. I had a great time. It was, it was my first one, sleazy. of course. Had a few drinks. It was Vegas. But Mrs. Clams, your opinion on well, it because you and other people have it been to these before. I was looking for live music. I was looking for like comedians and um, more theatrics, kind of more old school style burlesque. And this was really all about the boobs. It just really was. And the music was canned. It wasn't live. And I mean, they did a great job, but it wasn't, you know, you can only see the same pair of boobs so much. And it's kind of like, Because there was only about six or seven of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there really was like two featured dancers, really. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, it just, it was a little long for what it was. The favorite, my favorite part. Was the gal that danced to the Led Zeppelin "Dazed and Confused"? Yeah, that whole was lot a, of love. That was a good routine. Thing. They had the bench out there. That was a good routine. That was good. It was hot. It was amazing. Yeah, it and was. And the music was pumping. It, it was, was. but uh, we have it on good authority that there's some good uh, old school style burlesque in Seattle that we're going to go check out. And so 
we'll see what's up with that. See how it compares to the Vegas counterpart. Well, next time we got to see that zombie burlesque. Yeah, People yeah. say that's good. Yeah, we probably should have done that instead. But <laughs> anywho, it was it, that was okay. That wasn't the highlight of the trip, but it was but it was I still a fun time. Thank your sister Bridge mm-hmm. and my buddy, my main man, my brother Richard mm-hmm. for uh, hooking us up with yeah, the travel options on, the, on that yeah, and it was uh, awesome, so. made it possible for us all to go hang out. Uh, nice, beautiful suite at the Hilton. Yeah, it was wasn't great. the top floor at the Marriott. No, never mind. <laughs> like the horseman used to say. Nice promo there, but. We didn't yeah, really we spend time. much time there except for when it was time to go, you know, where the eyes could not stay open anymore. Oh, I know. I know. It definitely brought home the fact that we are not as young as we used to be. Cause oh, here's a fun fact. Boy, oh boy. There's a place in Vegas called Nacho Daddy's. There is. We have a sponsor here for the show. Everyone <laughs> as knows. As you well know. Nacho Mamas, <laughs> which you'll hear about here in a little bit. But uh, there was yeah. a place called Nacho, Ma- Nacho Daddy's, the Margaritas were freaking top notch they were they really nachos were were just okay they weren't nacho mama no no oh no nachos were not the same at this place they had hard liquor and the margaritas but the margaritas were pretty they were like almost a bucket of margarita they brought you it was pretty good size glass and they were they were it was like the margarita you get on your 21st birthday you know (laughs) Like that no, old, but good. <laughs> yeah, but a good one. No, good. there's a tasty mango. And yeah, the Mexican candy flavor one. That was really kinds. and you know, really cool. We'll probably be getting another one of those in May. May we did score we our tickets going. to the AEW Double or Nothing. I don't have the date written down. It's like 24th, 25th, somewhere in there. Yeah. I can't remember the show date, but it's that weekend. It's Memorial it's Day weekend. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But we got our tickets. Luckily, a lot of people did not get tickets. I they know. got left out of the pre-sale, and then Sad. there was only so many left for the main sale, apparently. But, but we'll uh, be there. Sorry. We'll be going down there. I'm going to get another one of those fly-ass haircut and shaves while I'm there. Anybody who wants to meet us at Nacho Daddy's for margaritas. There we go. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll check it out. <laughs> it's down in that Fremont area, though. It's a little ways it from is. the venue, though. It is. Where are we going after that? Are we going to uh, the L Train Talks about local shows? Yes. We are talking local shows now. What this do we got? coming weekend. We mm-hmm. released this podcast on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, while we're talking, it's not Monday. If you didn't know. But anyway, <laughs> as we release this show on, on Monday, the 18th. this coming weekend, Friday the 22nd, there's a couple big shows that night. First of all, here locally in Seattle, 3 2 1 battle for whom the butt tolls. <laughs> 3 2 1 battle. For oh, those guys are the witty. Butt tolls. February 22nd, the Evolve Fitness <laughs> Gym Battle Palace, if you will. And on this card. You're going to see Bambi Hall finally get her rematch Yay. against Solid Steel champion. Solid Steel. Simply the best. Steve West. Steve West. We also got the King of Dong style returning wow. to town that weekend, by the way. That's pretty amazing. Joey Ryan will be taking on Uncle Daddy, Tony Brony. Mm. And uh, what it says here is uh, promised to be the sleaziest match ever to take place in the Battle Palace. I believe it. You got the continuation of the six-pack challenge uh, of the women. And then, you know, there was a couple matches that couldn't happen because of the snow mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Which I missed being in Phoenix for work, so oh, I'll just have to Cascade Strong Instagram. Style will defend the belt against Fur and Loathing, and then we will get Daniel Maccabe versus Eddie Van Glam. That should be great. And so uh, check it out. Go over to uh, 321 Battle Foam on uh, Facebook or Twitter. And then uh, figure out your tickets, get those. I don't know if there's any left, actually. I think they had one left mm. just the other day. Also that same night, 
out in Hermiston. That's right. Some of our local boys and gals are going to be out there. Big card, Prestige Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just go over their little card here real quick. Simon Grimm, formerly Ooh. of uh, one of your favorite tag teams. Oh, the Vaudevillains. The Vaudevillains. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be taking on one half of uh, <laughs> the American Guns. Thank you. <laughs> Ethan HD. Wow. We're going to get Team C4, Rosas and Classic Chun Ooh. taking on DJZ and Sonico. Wow. You're going to get the Strays and Drexel versus Shaft and the A-Team. The Strays? The Strays somehow. They made getting, it to, to Hermiston? They're probably not there yet. Who knows where they're Dang. at right now? They're probably It's still light out, so they're probably still on the move. Yeah, and They're, they're trying feet. to find their next black alley, their next cardboard box, nice. the next meal they can get. Nice. If they're listening, if we can send you five bucks to help you out. We won't. Well, that was really mean. How rude. Well, that was rude, Mrs. Clams. Apparently, we're not helping you out. But yeah, Shaft, A-Team, Drexel, and the Strays. That's going to be phenomenal based on where uh, or what we've seen from the Strays at uh, Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Leva Bates versus Mike Santiago versus Zicky Dice. Intergender and a triple threat match there. And then, um, let's see here, Darby Allen taking on Julian White. Mm-hmm. And then uh, submissions only for the Prestige Wrestling Championship. King Cash and Filthy Tom Lawler. There's another match. Mm. I, I can't pronounce their names very well, so I'm not going to embarrass myself and say <laughs> it. But there's one more match. Go check it out. And speaking of whack, on February 24th, here we go. It's coming to town again. Fantastic. With Shane Strickland, no less, going up with Dave Turner. That alone is worth price of admission, but you're going to get even more than that. Who else is going to be on the card? Dude, you're going to get Hammerstone, who uh, is all over the uh, internet right now from mm. MLW, plus what happened in uh, Defy I know. Portland PDX the infamous last match. He's going to take on, dude, a guy, Daniel Macabe, who's been on this show a couple times. He's a wrestling technician. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard hitting against a wrestling technician. It'll be a great match. And it's going to be great. Kingpin, Johnny Flynn. Versus Pitfall Jones, and then uh, Cash and Roses versus Chun and uh, Buddy Wayne's son Nick. We're going to be able to see him for the first time. It should be a great card. Daddy's Money versus Sonico and DJZ, and then that main event, Shane Strickland versus Mm -hmm. the Black Sheep, Dave Turner, who's been destroying each and every person that he's met at Defy so far. That's awesome. So before we rattle on anymore, we should get to this week's couple of guests you got max breaking it down right for everybody we which do. is He's great talk about without a cause mm-hmm. and you got chase james also chatting up without a cause prestige and defy and then you got a chance to talk with somebody that this is very exciting leon negro telling us all the story of lucha libre volcanica right yeah he talks about his training you know he tells us about his love for wrestling as a kid uh, getting into it, training at Lucha Libre Volcanica, getting a chance at the last couple of uh, Defy shows, the last one being down in uh, Portland. And, uh, dude, phenomenal story he tells. Yeah. Uh, it was a great podcast. Really cool. We chat over 40-some minutes uh, to end that show. And uh, thank you to all them yes. for uh, being a part of this week's show. And uh, Mrs. Clams, 
What do we do? We check out all these shows mm-hmm. at BigfootProWrestling.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now what? Spotify. So even easier now to yes. listen to the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling There's Podcast. no excuse. Go to Spotify, drop it in there, Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. It'll pull it up, subscribe to it there, or at iTunes, or at Google Play, or at Stitcher, any of those things. It's all and over. then, uh, you know, there is this uh, new uh, show that just dropped on uh, powerslam.tv. It's the newest Defy now. Very nice. Some hard hitting matches on there. And if you want to watch it for free, what do they do, Mrs. Clamps? They use our promo code BFPW free. BFPW free. And you can get yourself three <laughs> free 30 day trial. Do so, check out Defy. So go get it. Bar wrestling. There's some ECC dub on there. Some DOA. All kinds. It's all there. Forty four hundred hours. What a time to be alive. Power Slam. <laughs> TV. Get your free thirty day trial. And Mrs. Clams. Any yes. final thoughts uh, this week before we wrap this up? No, I'm going to say there's a ton of stuff for folks to listen to, so we're going to stop talking. But if they haven't had a chance to check out Ty Guy's photography on the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling website. Check it out. Very cool. Find Rat League Extreme on Twitter because he's always yapping about something. And where are you? I'm around. Who knows? You'll what? find me. What? And let's leave the station. Leaving the station. Whoop, whoop. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey, on February the 24th, out at the Namana Lodge in Everett, there's going to be a, a little wrestling card that day, and uh, my buddy Max is here to tell us about it. Max, how you doing? I am amazing. And yourself? Dude, I'm doing really good. You know, I went to Vegas. Hold on, I've got to get the cat out of the way. I went to Vegas this last week. Sorry about that. No worries. decided to jump in my lap as I'm doing this. Went to Vegas this uh, last weekend for four days for Mrs. Clam's birthday. It was really nice there. I don't gamble. So I ate a lot of good food and had a lot of good drinks. I definitely am uh, overdue for a Las Vegas trip. Have you been there before? Uh, I have been in Vegas once, but I was nine, so I wasn't able to do any of the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Now uh, (laughs) you're almost 21. You could be able to drink when you get there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, My my in-laws live in in Nevada now, uh, near near Vegas and Henderson, so... I, I believe that I have to go out there now and 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 uh, view or and vi- visit them, but in reality, it's just to go to uh, just well, to go to Vegas. You're gonna get free lodging. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. My in-laws used to have a place in Vegas. They sold it a couple years back because you know it's a long haul down there anymore. But uh, it was nice because they had a car there and everything, so that was kind of cool. So, uh, dude, what's going on? There's this little thing going on on the 24th. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, well, hey, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets to Without a Cause, Whack Volume 4 with Love, comma, Whack XOXO, uh, you can go to WhackProWrestling.com, and I'm going to run down the announced card so far. Uh, There will be some more announcements coming up, but in reality, we've pretty much given away all that we intend to, uh, but I'd love to uh, chit-chat about the the card as it stands. Okie doke. Well, uh, you know... 
I see there's one, two, what is it, three matches announced so far, and then a lot of talent on this show, my friend. Uh, what do you, where do you want to start? Hey, so much talent. Let's let, let's go ahead and start with uh, someone who's in the news a little bit, uh, Hammerstone, which is MLW's <laughs> latest signing. He will be uh, appearing for Without a Cause uh, versus Daniel Makabe, a 3-2-1 battle regular uh, former Solid Steel champion uh, and all that. A technical so, wizard, by the way. Technical wizard, technical genius, etc., uh, etc. Et so they will be locking horns. I expect this one to be a mishmash of styles because Hammerstone is a big old dude. He's coming for a fight, and Makabe, he's 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 not one to go, uh, you know, to to try to overpower someone. So it it'll be an interesting uh, an interesting match. Dude, I'm looking forward to that one because, like you said, it's two different styles. A big, hard-hitting guy, like you said, that uh, has a little news on Twitter right now. And uh, Daniel, who, like, man, he'll lock a guy up, work a leg. Like, I talk to him sometimes. He always reminds me of, like, an old Tully Blanchard or uh, Arn Anderson, man. Just grab a leg, work on it for a while until the guy can't walk, right? Right, until you know, until you're in, until you're in a cast, you know. Exactly, and I'm excited. That's going to be my first time seeing Daniel Macabe live. Well, Hammerstone too, but you know, Macabe's around here a lot, and I've never been to a three-two-one show, so I'm so looking forward to uh, to seeing him. So thank you for bringing him in. Hey, absolutely, no problem. My pleasure. We have uh, we also will be seeing uh, Johnny Flynn, Kingpin Johnny Flynn versus uh-huh. Pitfall Jones. Love some uh, pitfall, and that was my first time last whack was seeing uh, Johnny Flynn. Yeah, Johnny Flynn, a uh, longtime member of the uh, Pacific Northwest wrestling community. Uh, pitfall Jones, uh, you know, he's been up here for a couple years now, making his way not only in three to one battle and prestige wrestling, but also for us at Without a Cause. You know, he main evented our uh, second event, uh, Shadow the System against Effie. Hmm. Uh, so you'll be able to see Johnny Flynn and Pitfall Jones. Um, we also have uh, the members of Daddy's Money, including Cool Dad Chris Ross, uh, and we also will have the. Uh, uh, so it, it'll be Chris Ross, and uh, he. I don't know if you saw, but we we had posted a video. Uh, Eli Surgeon Travis Williams got a phone call yes. from Cool Dad, saying that they will be facing Sonico and DJ Z. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that was just announced today or last night. I believe it was yesterday. All right, thank uh, you. We, we, yeah, we received the video a couple days ago, and we are like, oh, well, well okay. Um, so Sonico, obviously, was uh, beaten down by uh, Eli Surge and Travis Williams at the end, or not, at, at the end of the, uh, the street fight, yep. uh, the unsanctioned match that Sonico and Cool Dad had. So they will be facing Sonico, uh, sorry, Eli Surge and Travis Williams will be facing Sonico in DJZ. Uh, DJZ, as you know, had an incredible match against Travis Williams, uh, so it'll be fun to see them lock up one more time. Dude, I really enjoyed DJZ. That was my first time ever really seeing any of his work. You know, the entrances, the entrance that he has gets you ready, and then his match was just phenomenal. And uh, Travis Williams, man, great, great, great wrestler. Justin great Bieber, young, if you will. Great young kid. I, I fear I fear that he is, you know, going, going a little... Uh, <laughs> Uh, in his own path by going with uh, Daddy's money, but you know Chris, you know Cool Dad is, is is getting him a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I've seen the gear. I've seen you know obviously he's got this match for him, which is a great match. So who knows? Maybe Cool Dad has it right. Oh, uh, man. We so, will also have local celebrity Steve Miggs. 
Local uh, chopper. Oh, sorry. Oh, mean and rude. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. You know, Steve Miggs, uh, him and I haven't been uh, on the same page since the beginning of Without a Cause. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that he's, you know, being kind of serious with his training. Um, but you can see that Uncle Muscles, Alan Jepson. I'm I'm not too sure if uh, if many people know who he is outside of the three two one battle uh, family or, or battalion. Uh, but Uncle Muscles, he is a, uh, a former tag team champion uh, over at three two one battle, and it looks like Steve Miggs and him have gotten uh, friendly at the uh, at the battle academy. Uh, so it looks like they will be coming together. <laughs> That'll be awesome, awesome, awesome to see. I always uh. You know, I call him local jobber. That's just the chant that went over last time. And those kids with those great shirts, too, man. That was such a great time at that last show. Yeah, I mean, uh, a little birdie told me that uh, that those that those uh, shirts and some of the kids in the audience may have been some of my family members. So <laughs> may or may not have been. May or may not have been the rumor. Uh, then uh, obviously we we have this special. Um, the special match uh, for for the uh, Buddy Wayne folk, mm. um, we have King Cash and Guillermo Rosas uh, versus Cody Chun and Buddy Wayne's son, Nick Wayne. Nick hasn't, I don't believe he has wrestled in Washington um, in any big, you know, big match. I think he may have had a had a battle royal or, or, or some sort of small spot somewhere. But uh, this will be his, uh, his debut in Washington, and it's very, very important for... Uh, the Buddy Wayne family, um, Shayna, uh, who was Buddy Wayne's wife, um, you know, it was. It's very important for us to do this uh, in front of the Everett crowd, where uh, you know they have the Buddy Wayne Academy, mm. just a couple of miles away from from where uh, this match will take place. So, and uh, the cool thing is that this will be King Cash's last match uh, in the Pacific Northwest and in the country for the foreseeable future, as he's going over to Japan. Mm. You know, I didn't know that until uh, you announced that when you announced this uh, match, and that's a uh, freaking, I've been watching this guy for the last few years. You probably know him longer than that, but uh, to see his hard work, and then he's going over there to uh, do some training and uh, get even better, uh, good for him. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nowhere to go but up uh, for, for cash, and I hope that this uh, kind of puts our area on the map. You know, we, we've had... Clark Connors, who uh, is part of the NJPW Dojo down in California now, yep. uh, he's he's from over here, uh, you know, and it's it's great to see some some of these guys getting a lot of uh, you know a lot of outside opportunities, much like you know Sonico's going to Indiana and he has a couple of matches lined up uh, outside of this area, you know Sonico and you know the Strays have been announced ah. for Without Cause. I'm not we're not sure when they're showing up. I don't know if it's going to be in the first match or the 10th match or the 20th match. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but they'll show up when they show up. But uh, They're traveling, you know, they're going, man. They're traveling. They're, they're traveling. They're, they're going down to uh, Prestige. I saw that promo today, and it was one of the best, funniest promos I've seen. Uh, those those two homeless kids are, are <laughs> for, for real. They're, they, they are definitely uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, teams to see kind of explode and and i hope that they continue dude that main event they were in last whack phenomenal so uh yeah you got it right with those guys (laughs) well i appreciate it i thankfully i i i just i didn't have much to do with it uh you know we call we got i got a call from a payphone uh a couple months before 
October 21st, our first event. And, uh, you know, Ellie was like, hey, you know, Icky and I, I think we can wrestle. I'm like, uh, okay. So they showed up and they blew us out of the water. So now they're part of the show. That first show I showed up to and they were standing outside. And I I was really thrown, you know, because I was like, who are these punks down here, man? Get these guys out of here. We're trying to have a wrestling show, man. Get over there, you know. And all of a sudden they came flying in the ring when you announced that uh, surprise tag, uh, you know, the open challenge tag match, I guess I'm trying to say. And they came yeah. in there. That was so, that was, that was good storytelling. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I, I believe that the match that everybody want kind, kind of wants to hear about is the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Turner, the black sheep, uh, has been antagonizing Shane Strickland, the king of swerve, uh, for the last month. Um, you know, this match has been pretty much announced since a week or so after January 13th, uh, New Year Who Dis. Uh, you know, Dave, you know, you know, made a couple videos. You know, he tore down the the myth of, of uh, Shane Strickland. Um, and then he got into his face uh, a couple weeks ago or now almost a month ago um, outside of uh, outside of one of the venues in downtown. And yeah. uh that's why of Swerve's own house, right? Well, that's that, that's what they say. But that's what uh, they say. We're we're gonna make sure that that Shane Strickland knows that that Everett is Dave Turner's house. Mm, dude, I can't wait. I've seen Dave in the um, the first whack. If you haven't seen it, you can watch that on uh, YouTube. By the way, still up there, right, Max? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're we're running a little slow on on getting some some stuff up on the YouTube. Uh, that is partially my fault. Uh, and partially, uh, we're having some weird, uh, like footage issues, like things are getting corrupted randomly. So we're, uh, I'm very, very happy actually to announce that we will have a film, like a legitimate film crew, uh, that handles concerts and other sporting events. They'll be coming in, uh, to handle our, our, uh, our video work, uh, throughout the rest of the shows that we have planned. Nice. Nice. My point was anyway, Dave Turner completely came in there and destroyed some people, knocked the ref around, got suspended for uh, Without a Cause 2, and Without a Cause 3, he beat down Darby Allen. Like, dude, I don't even know what to say about it. It was just a beat down. And now, him and Shane Strickland, dude, that's a main event that could main event any show in the country. Any card. I would put up. I, I would put it against any, any card, uh, in in the U.S., uh, this this match is going to be this match is going to be interesting because you know Dave Dave is a big old power guy and Shane has has confirmed time and time again that he can he can have great big matches against uh, against everybody. So uh, this match is is definitely one to, to one to watch out for. Dude, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be an incredible night that night. And there's a few people on the card that have been announced that uh, you haven't mentioned. Uh... Yet, my friend, uh, you want to break down those other names? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we we uh, we announced Joy Ryan, Woo! the king of Dong style. Uh, he is one oh. of my favorites, personally. Uh, I've loved everything that he's done. I've met him a handful of times at different shows. I'm very happy to be able to bring him into uh, Without a Cause. Um, we also have, uh, I, I, think I, I think I had mentioned... Uh, Izzy McQueen. Um, Izzy McQueen is a uh, Canadian wrestler. Uh, she's worked for a couple yes. different places, most notably 3 to one Battle recently. Uh, she was part of the uh, Battle Rumble a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and then also we have the the 
hardworking Chase James, who I believe just had a tryout with Impact mm-hmm. or was in Las Vegas for something of that caliber. I think I well, saw that on Facebook. Just a little later in this podcast, folks, now that Max mentioned that, you will hear from the one and only Chase James, and he'll talk about this very thing. Oh, perfect. See, that's good. Beautiful. Thank um, you for uh, doing so, that little in there right there. That was great. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I, I got a phone call from him, uh, but he was kind of wibbly-wobbly, and I couldn't hear, and I couldn't make out uh, what he what he said, uh, but I know who, who he's facing, and I hope that he knows who he's facing, so... Huh, huh. I don't know who's going to face. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see who he's wrestling, Joey Ryan. The rest of the card is going to be phenomenal. Uh, anything else you need to let us know, Max, before we head off into the sunset this week about uh, Without a Cause on February the 24th? Let me tell you, I've got some cool, cool information. On March 24th, Without a Cause is going to come back to the Normana. Oh, yeah. And we will be announcing uh, the names that were, you know, the the, the returns, the debuts, etc., uh, that are coming in, but you are the first person, the first folks who will know what the name of the next show is, and the name is First Day of Spring Board. <laughs> first Day of Spring Board. Whack 5. Whack Volume 5, First Day of Spring Board, March 24th, 2019, and I can also say that our April show will be a happy Easter show on April 21st, 2019. Easter show? Is there going to be an egg hunt? I have made some calls, and there may or may not be a bunny. <laughs> but I think I think we'll uh, leave the rest for the announcements. But I truly appreciate, Lyle, once again, uh, you know, if I, if I come on nine times, my tenth time is free, right? Oh, of course, you know. <laughs> of course. Because, well, you know, you're def- paying me to be on here, right? This is all about you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, you opening up the floor. I'm uh, very, very excited for February 24th and beyond. Uh, let me tell you that we are, the tickets are going. They're flying. First row, front row, sold out. Uh, second row, well, second row and, and third row, which are general admission. Uh, we are close to 50% sold. And I guarantee there will be about 50 or 60 people at the door. So mm-hmm. get them while they're hot. Mm-hmm. WackProWrestling.com. And you can get those tickets at BrownPaperTickets.com? Brown Paper Tickets, or you can go to Wack Pro Wrestling, and there's literally a link right there. See, that's beautiful. That's technology, man. And my last question for you tonight, just real quick, Wack Merch, will there be shirts? We don't have another set uh, currently, okay. but they will be available online, hopefully by show five. That's all I needed to know, brother. Thank you for coming on again. Look forward to seeing you on the 24th. And, uh, dude, it's going to be a great night. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, man, this is the L Train. We're back. And you know who else is back? A guy that's been on this podcast before. Defy. He does without a cause, prestige, and even more. His name is Chase James, and it's at chase james is it 58 58 there you go how you doing buddy good how's it going man it's good to talk to you again i'm doing good man uh a lot of snow around here but i was just in vegas as we discussed before we uh hit the old red button here earlier uh but uh has the snow affected you in any way chase over there in spokane uh not really i drive a big diesel truck that's four-wheel drive and it's got some great snow tires on it and i 
you know, before I started wrestling, I actually used to dabble in some, uh, some off-road racing. So when it comes to battling the elements in a car, I intend to have more fun than I probably should when the weather hits. <laughs> How often do you guys get uh, snow out there in Spokane? Is it yearly? Is it, is it oh, yeah. eastern Washington oh, yeah. type of thing? Yeah, we get it yearly, and it normally sticks around. Like, I was just checking the forecast, and I think we're supposed to have snow for the next two weeks straight. It's uh, it's pretty common around here. I grew up in the snow, and when I first got my license for fun, we used to go drift around in parking lots. So <laughs> when it comes to driving around in snow, I'm pretty used to it. Oh, my gosh, man. And the snow's been going for, what, a couple weeks now. We had that Monday, Tuesday that shut everything down over here in uh, the Seattle, Washington area, south of it where I live. Uh, I couldn't make it on the last two uh, Mondays. But that's crazy. Let me. I was trying to lead into this, and I was completely screwing this up. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) there was some snow, and PDX down in Portland was almost affected. But I think everyone else uh, made it down there. I know you were down there at uh, Portland PDX, were you not? Yeah, I was actually. I uh, had some random stuff pop up to put me in the area at the same time there, so I decided to go down and catch the Defy show which was a lot of fun, um, until I don't know if you saw the clips, but uh, I got a little present from uh, Alexander Hammerstone while I was down there. There was a huge issue, apparently, with Hammerstone and uh, Shaft, if you will. Hammerstone, for those folks that haven't watched uh, on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, Hammerstone just basically left the match. And then some shit happened later, from what I understand, and uh, Chase James went in there as ordered to break up a fight, from what I understand, and got completely socked in the face, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good now, but for a moment, I was uh, I was definitely seeing some stars. I was down there just watching the match. You know, I wasn't on the card. I was just uh, simply there as a fan to enjoy it. And next thing I know, you know, earlier in the night, they had to separate. They they had their match. There was a, some tension between the two. They weren't really feeling it. You know, Hammerstone stormed off out of there, screaming and cursing and throwing stuff around in the back. And I was just kind of like, wow, this dude has some serious anger issues. And then, rightfully so, Schaff was pretty upset about the whole ordeal. And uh, during intermission, Schaff decided to voice how frustrated he was. He uh, called Hammerstone some names, to which Hammerstone responded with by coming out and wanting to throw some hands. And uh, all all havoc just started breaking loose, and I saw security jumping in the ring. You know, I was literally wearing my track pants and my Nikes and a sweatshirt. Had no idea that I was about to get involved with anything, and <laughs> I had hopped in there and I simply, you know, pushed Hammerstone back, and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Be a professional!" And then out of nowhere, he just clocked me with a right hand that uh, then sent me spinning and my head wobbling and my legs kicking out, and I hit the ground and took a moment to realize that I was now in a fight too. And uh, my main concern wasn't really fighting. It was just separating it up. I mean, uh, Shaft got his nose busted open. He slammed Hammerstone on the ground at one point. Like, those are two big dudes, and they just started going at it. How does that make you feel? You're a decent-sized guy. And you're seeing these two (laughs) monsters basically go at it, killing each other. Anyone that got in the way got destroyed. Yeah. uh, yeah, oh, and that's ahead. the thing, too, is that there was, like, you know, there was a younger kid there that was trying to separate him that was working security that was, like, 120 pounds trying to hold Hammerstone back, which is why I went over to help him, because I was like, there's no way this kid's going to be able to hold him back. You know, he, he definitely surprised me, but uh, I, I hope someday I can uh, get back in the ring with Hammerstone and return the favor. I actually called up the other local show down there, Dub C Dub C, 
because I knew he was going to be on there the next day and was asking nope. them if they had any room because I wanted to come down and get my revenge. <laughs> Did they not let you get a piece of it? Uh, so they were definitely open to it, but the problem was is that because of the snow that we were talking about earlier, now we're bringing that full circle, Damn it. all the airports were going to close down at the end of the day. So I had to choose to either go there and have my shot at redemption against him and end up staying in Portland for probably two or three days until the airport opened back up. Or I could take the flight that was leaving in like 30 minutes when I started to talk to the airport and get home and take care of some other stuff. So I chose to uh, fly home because I got some other more important stuff going on this week. But I know the, uh, the story between Hammerstone and I is definitely not closed yet. But uh, also, recently, you kicked a local celebrity in the face. Yeah, that was such a great feeling. Tell us about that <laughs> moment at Without a Cause Wrestling, the last show. They got another one coming up that we'll discuss here in a moment. But uh, congratulations to Without a Cause. Congratulations to Mask, Max, excuse me, and uh, some good stuff coming up there. But uh, let us know about that last meeting between you and the local celebrity that he calls himself. You know, Steve Miggs, I used to be such a good friend of that guy. He was such a nice guy. And then he started getting a couple matches under his belt, and his ego just inflated so much. I think the kick to the face was the perfect way to silence him. He, uh, he was starting to get a little bit of momentum going. You know, I ran into the corner, and I ended up eating his boot. And then he got a little overzealous, came charging into me, and came right into that kick. And it laid him out. I actually uh, I heard someone a couple weeks afterwards that ran into him at training that said he was still complaining about his jaw clicking now when it shuts. <laughs> so... I think that uh, every time he eats anything, he might have a friendly little reminder for a while of maybe sometimes it's better to stick to Twitter instead of running your mouth in person. <laughs> well, I'd like to see, and I've told you this, a Chase James versus the so-called local celebrity Steve Miggs in a no-rules, no-DQ street fight match at Without a Cause. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think that would be freaking amazing. That would be an amazing one. I actually was just thinking today that it's been a long time since I've had any no rules or hardcore matches or any sort of specialty matches. It seems like recently been a, a lot of singles and tags. So I would be open to that idea. I actually don't even know who I'm facing at this next card. So that'll be, uh, that'll be pretty interesting to find out on the 24th. <laughs> February the 24th. Yes. So it's it's kind of a funny story since this is on a podcast and you know this is where we share stories. I, uh, I apparently it's not you know it's no secret I like to go out and have a fun time every now and then. <laughs> and I was out having a fun time the other night, and apparently I ran into someone who I don't remember, and I set up my match for the twenty fourth, and I'm still trying to figure out who exactly it is I'm facing. But I woke up to a text message from Max saying. Dude, I'm so excited about this match. I can't wait. And I just played it off like I remembered who I said that I was going to face. <laughs> so I, I responded with, yeah, me too, man. And so uh, so I haven't really been preparing for any one person. I've been just kind of hoping that it came back to me or that they would announce a fire thing of who I'm facing or what's going on there. Well, Max will be on this podcast. Maybe I can pull out of him just for you, Chase. Who that would be great. Will be your <laughs> opponent, so you can properly prepare. What's wrong with him? He doesn't yeah, let you right? know who you're wrestling. Well, what? see, I could have asked him, but I just felt like it'd be more unprofessional to be like, "Hey, man, I had a little too much fun last night. Who exactly am I facing?" Because apparently, <laughs> apparently, it was all my idea. So 
you know, I, I've been looking over the card of who is all on there. Nothing is ringing a bell. I mean, they have Hammerstone's going to be on that card, but I know that he's already been announced to uh, taking on a uh, Makabe. Yep. Which you know, maybe I can see some revenge there in the locker room. Um, I know that they got Cool Dad Chris Ross, Johnny Flynn, uh, Pitfall Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, mm-hmm. like you said, Steve Miggs. Um, uh, Nick Wayne got announced. That's going to be huge. That tag oh. match is going to be amazing. Is it him and Chun versus who? Yeah, it's him and Chun versus Cash, King Cash, and Guillermo Rosas. What so. I heard is that's King Cash's last match before he heads to Japan. It is. Um, Cash and I, we've had quite a few conversations outside the ring. Uh, we both train at the same place, so we cross paths quite a bit. And I don't know if he's announced it yet, but he's leaving the country to go to an overseas tour in Japan, and he's going to be gone for a little while. So this is, I think, I think he leaves like two days after this show. And the uh, the special part of the whole thing is that Nick Wayne was pretty much mentored by King Cash since he was a kid. So, yeah. like, Nick Wayne has always looked up to King Cash, and so that whole match is going to be in a very emotional and intense match to watch where, you know, the student's trying to take on the master before the master leaves, it seems. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't even think about that kind of stuff, although I saw the the video that Max put out, I think just today, kind of went over Cash and Nick and... The Buddy Wayne thing, showing some old Buddy Wayne highlights and stuff yeah. like that, and uh, this card from top to bottom. Yeah, can go I mean, against, on, on, it can go against anything card. right now. Yeah, any independent wrestling show in the United States of America. Yeah, they, I mean, and they have that's not even all the names. They still have Joey Ryan. They still have Shane Strickland. They <laughs> have Dave Turner. Like everyone's on this card. How about that main event? Shane yeah, gonna... Strickland, Swerve yeah. City taking on the Black Sheep. Dave Turner, who completely beat the hell out of Darby Allen last right. time. That, that dude's one big guy that apparently has a lot of anger issues right now. And, yeah, that that match is going to be intense. You know, we have the guy that's been known from being for this area versus the guy that's been from this area and trying to prove it for a long time. So, you know, Dave's been on a, uh, on a mission of just running over whoever got in his way, so... I'm pretty excited to see how that one's going to play out. Well, hey, man, a couple of days before that show out there in Everett, you've got this other thing going on down in Hermiston, Oregon. That's right. We have Prestige Wrestling, the Tower of Snakes, on the 22nd. Prestige Wrestling is, like, one of my favorite shows. If no one's ever been to a Prestige Wrestling show, it's definitely one of the top promotions in our area that I would highly recommend making the trip to. I was actually talking to our local, our, our other friend here, uh, Philip. And he's talking about how he's going to try to make it down to one of these. They are amazing shows. They're fabulous shows. I've been to the first ever show there. It was amazing. You had Davey Richards, Tom Lawler, Cash, Julian White, just about everyone from the scene. Yeah. And they, uh, William from Prestige just keeps it going. And uh, now you have uh, an amazing card going on. It's King Cash, Prestige Heavyweight Champion, taking on filthy Tom Lawler, man. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting one. That that match there is going to be intense. Both of those men are submission experts. You know, Tom Lawler having his MMA background versus Cash, who's been doing nothing but wrestling and submission-style wrestling for the last few years. It's going to be a a fun back-and-forth battle, I'm sure. And, man, you got matches like Team C4, DJZ, and Sonico tagging up against each other. Simon Grimm, Ethan HD, right there, that's almost a main event. I mean, Ethan HD... Right. 
Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Simon Grimm, he's one of my favorites. I uh, I met him at my first prestige show, and he's just one of the realest, nicest people you can meet in a locker room. So I'm going to have to be rooting for him in that match. have to go against Ethan on that one, but it's definitely going to be a battle between those two. There's a lot of more matches on here. A lot of mo, a lot of mo. Yeah. But the <laughs> other is. one I want to talk about is a triple tag team match. I see Drexel and Schaff, the Strays, and the A-team, which includes you. That's right. Yeah, so the uh, the last Prestige show, they were having a tournament for the, the number one contendership for their championship. And basically, the uh, tournament, the way it was bracketed, pitted Lance Pearson and myself, who's my tag team partner, against each other. During that match, Lance and I were both going at it. And, you know, just a few minutes in, well, we were both down. Next thing you know, uh, No Life's Matter decided to insert themselves. So as we're already beat down and worn out, next thing you know, we get jumped by Schaff and Drexel and Doc Cleaver comes in. And they decided to take a moment that was supposed to be about Lance and I battling and make it about themselves. So I'm definitely looking for some revenge. Um, Drexel's been a guy that's been in our area forever. And when I first started wrestling, I think he's one of the only guys that, you know, would be considered a, a vet for this area that was really just kind of a snobby stuck-up. And, you know, I feel the same way about Doc Cleaver. So getting out there, I'm going to get to release a lot of emotion that I've had built up and, you know, take care of some issues with either my fist or my feet. Dude, sounds completely phenomenal. And also, you're going to get Darby Allen and Julian White on that card. And, uh, dude, this tar- card from top to bottom can go against any other independent show in the area, and I uh, look forward to uh, hearing what happens for you, Chase. Absolutely. Another match that's on that card, too, that uh, we forgot to mention is even the NWA Mexico Welterweight Championship match. Uh, It's against two amazing luchadors, who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce their name because I'll butcher it, (laughs) but that's going to be some serious lucha wrestling right there. Probably why I didn't bring it up, because I couldn't <laughs> pronounce the names. But anyway. Absolutely. Dude, it looks like there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's like seven to eight matches Absolutely. on this prestige card. Hermiston, Tower of Snakes. But anyway, man, uh, what else is going on with uh, Chase James? We hear about Defy, Prestige, yeah. Without a Cause. What else is up, buddy? Well, I'm actually getting ready. I fly out in the morning to head down to Las Vegas for some uh, Impact Wrestling tryouts. I'm uh, going to be down there. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot, you know, hopefully get a little bit of recognition and maybe get noticed while I'm down there. But uh, getting ready to do that and just been training away. I actually had a little bit of a knee injury here a few weeks ago, so I haven't been able to get as much in-ring time as I would like, but I've been just hitting the gym and trying to stay focused and positive as much as I can and just working through a little bit of an injury right now. But it will be all cleared up by the end of the month, so I'm definitely getting uh, antsy about that. <laughs> well, good for you, bro. Um, if anyone wants to book the man they call Chase James, what do you do? You know, the best way to get a hold of me is any of the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <clears throat> um, you know, you already said my handles when we first came on there. At this point, I feel like I've pretty much made myself pretty noticeable to everyone in the area so hopefully someone listening to this podcast is from a farther away area because i'm really looking to expand this year as much as i love the northwest i feel like it's time to start exploring the uh, other territories i uh, i know that in march i'm going to be down at rocky mountain pro down in colorado 
And then uh, we have some other stuff coming up with some Canada promotions here in March and April. So I'm really looking to just explore and expand. This is hopefully going to be the year that I uh, make a little bit of waves outside of the Northwest. Good luck to you, buddy. And uh, what's up with the merch? You going to have that at shows? Absolutely. The last wax show completely cleaned me out. I sold like 17 t-shirts. Nice. So I went through, got a whole bunch of new stuff made. Uh, we have some new designs that will probably be coming out in March or so and uh, restocked up on all the old stuff. So I am set and ready to roll as far as merch goes now. Final thoughts from Chase James before we head off into the sunset, my friend. <laughs> well, man, that's hard. I already blew my load on everything else. I don't got any other final thoughts. I know. It's usually <laughs> a bullshit question. People are like, what do you mean? I already talked about everything. But yeah, anyway. you set me up for that one. You're like, hey, let's go over everything, and then let's throw this curveball at the end. <laughs> that's right. That's what I like to do. <laughs> no doubt. Now, the only final thoughts I have is just, you know, I want to thank you personally and thank everyone else in the area that's been uh, supporting me and rooting for me and you know, I'm, I'm excited to be on this journey with this whole wrestling thing. And, you know, it wouldn't be possible without people like you and people that are in the seats and fans and family and friends and everyone that uh, just keeps the motivation going to go to the gym every night and battle the snowstorms to uh, <laughs> make it to these shows or make it to the gym to get better, or whatever it is that we're doing. You know, it's uh, every time I see a fan tag me on Facebook or shoot me a message or you know, someone tell me a story about their kid or a friend or anything like that, it definitely is the one thing that truly motivates me to get better and do better at what I do. Chase, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. And thank you thank for having you me. Thank you for the entertainment that you give us. You too, man. Thank you for having me on, and we'll talk to you again soon. I'll see you at Without a Cause. Perfect. Hey, it's the Elsewhere, and we're back for another great podcast this week. And this week, man, I got a guy. He wrestles at Lucha Libre Volcanica. You might have seen him at Defy recently, at Defy Never Dies or Defy PDX down in Portland uh, last week. I think it was in the uh, snow days. Um, he is Leon Negro. And uh, Leon, thank you for your time tonight, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome, man. Uh, you know, I've been seeing quite a bit about you recently. On the old internet, as us old people call it, the internet. Um, you know, like I said, I saw you at Defy, or they probably didn't hear that. I was talking to you then the, in the opening before we even record this. But anyway, <laughs> I saw you at Defy, Never Dies, in that uh, Defy 2 Survive match with a whole bunch of other uh, great local talent. And then recently you've been at the PDX and uh, couldn't wait to talk to you, man, especially after that, uh, what was that little tweet you said out the other day? Let me just... What you can't expect when you book Leon Negro, a whole lot of this, and you got a lot of hashtags there, buddy. A whole, there's a whole lot of sexiness going to come to the ring when you book Leon Negro, if that's a fact. Sexy, sexy man. What is it all here? Yep, you got sexy lucha, sexy kitty, <laughs> lucha libre, stripper, kitty, defy PDX, pony, and then you got some Instagram stuff that I'm not going to open up and look at right now. Yeah, man. Um... But yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I just, I just, uh, I just like being me, man. That's what I do. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I've really been enjoying these opportunities I've had with, uh, had to go out there and work for Defy. It's been great. There's a lot of great competition there. A lot of great fans who show up. Um, that Portland show was a blast. I might not have got the win that night as I wanted to, but uh, but yeah, I did get a lot of sexy lucha chants. 
nice. which you know absolutely warmed my heart. So uh, yeah, that was a great time. Sexy Lucha, that sounds like a t-shirt maybe you need to get going and uh, get on uh, the circuit on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees or bring them with you to the shows that you're going to be at, whether it's Defy or Lucha. I think those would be a big uh, moneymaker for you, my friend. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to see if I could uh, maybe flex that one into a sexy kitty chant. We'll see what happens. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep putting in the work. (laughs) So, man... um, I don't know a lot about you. I did my research on the internet. You're a mystery man under the mask, dude. When, uh, um, where'd you yeah, come from in this yeah, yeah. Uh, big world? Uh, have you always lived around the area? You come from another area? What's up? Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've been living in Seattle for a little while, but I grew up primarily in New York in Westchester County. I grew up in Bedford Hills, just north of New York City. Um, and I moved around a bunch. You know, uh, uh, lived in a bunch of different places and a bunch of different things. I might not be as young as you, as some people might think. So I've had a, I've had a whole lot of life before wrestling and, um, but I've been training wrestling for the last three years. It'll be three years in March when I started training with Lucha Libre Volcanica. And, um, yeah, man, it's just been, it's been a wild ride ever since I, ever since I found out that there was a professional wrestling scene. I always wanted, I always, uh, since I've been out here, I always wondered about, like, where's the indie wrestling scene in Seattle, in, like, the Pacific Northwest? And I just had a real hard time finding it. And then a buddy of mine, a co-worker, told me about, like, his cousin's brother's friend or something, you know, some distant <laughs> connection that, like, they'd heard of something going on. And it was the first Project 42 show, I think. And so we went and we checked that out. And I was like, and then I got my first little thread of being like, oh, wait, there's, there is a wrestling scene here. And then I started looking up more stuff and I started finding about that. Uh, you remember that whole law that they were trying to change about the way that wrestling was done through the, like, the athletic commission or whatever it is around yeah, here? Yeah, there was a big and deal I started about hearing that for stuff a while. about that. Yeah. That, like, legalized wrestling in Washington or whatever it was. And I started seeing that, and then I saw the connection to Lucha Libre Volcanica, that they were a part of it, about, like, it being a cultural event, too, you know, the professional wrestling in Lucha Libre. And I was like, wait, there's a Lucha Libre school here? And, um, yeah, I think it was, like, once I found that out, I looked them up, I found the phone number, and it was maybe that weekend that I was training. So, Well, the first, you know, not to interrupt you there, but uh, the first show around the era I saw. Yes as independent i was like my wife was looking over the internet she knows i'm a big wrestling fan you know at that point let me take you back just real quick uh before i met my current wife i had quit watching wrestling for probably five six years and then came back to watching wwe because she liked to watch it too not that she watched it before but she liked to watch it too because we got into it we got the network and all that kind of stuff and we're watching that stuff and so she was looking on the internet one day let me cut my shit short here sorry um she found a Lucha show in Duwamish and she's like, Hey, you want to go check this out? And I'm like, well, yeah, let's go look at that. I, you know, I don't, didn't know much about it. And da, 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 da. And then we went down there and it was this great show down and by the Duwamish river and that little park down there. Oh uh, yeah. South mm-hmm. park. Yeah. The, uh, the South park show. We do that like once a year. In the yeah, man. It, when it was, this is a few years ago now. And, uh, yep. I remember seeing a Vispa at that yep. show for the first time, not knowing who any of the wrestlers really were. 
and was just yeah. completely blown away by her and a few of the other guys that, you know, I can't ever remember any names, but then I just became a huge fan of the, the Lucha thing for a while, her and, you know, and Sonico and, oh God, I can't remember everyone's names right now, but, uh, yeah, just, probably Rex and they, yeah, Avi, thank you. And they've all been on the show yeah. too, by the way, check the archives, everybody. But anyway, man, I, <laughs> I, I just enjoyed it. And, uh, what were your th- thoughts jumping in there to Lucha and doing all that kind of wrestling? And I mean, oh, so it was for me. It was great. I've been. Uh, I I love training. I've always I've always been training something in my life. Uh, I growing up, my dad was a martial artist. He taught kendo. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like a Japanese style sword fighting, like Japanese fencing, samurai style fencing, and. Um, and so I was always involved in some kind of training. I did that after I, you know, after I got out of school, I did Kung Fu for years, you know, so I've always been involved in something. And it's kind of funny because it's always been an art that was primarily taught in a foreign language by a bunch of mean dudes speaking in a foreign language, just kicking my ass. And so that's kind of what I've grown up with, you know. So going into Lucha was a natural step, you know. It just It just changed from japanese to chinese to spanish now that i have people yelling at me and and telling me to do stuff and whipping me all over the place and i love it you know i love hard work i love going out there i love i love the uh you know the the kind of violence aspect of it i just get into it i like that pushing myself to the to the point of where like you kind of think you can't go anymore but you keep going you're part of the group you know everybody's in there dying together (laughs) yeah that's uh that's my thing so you said you got early, your dad was into the martial arts and stuff. So if you were that kind of, had that discipline already, when you came to Lucha Libre Volcanica to train, what was the hardest part mm-hmm. for you then? Honestly, the hardest part was doing, right when I started, the hardest part was doing a forward roll. It's so hard for me. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm no spring chicken coming into this thing. I've been around the block a couple times. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, when, so before I started, doing the doing the lucha thing i've been because i always i always train so i spent i'm in the gym all the time and um i was starting to get i'd gotten more into the real like heavy strength training and i was thinking about getting real serious about the power lifting thing you know and i was like thinking about getting actually like getting really competitive with it and i knew that i was at the level where if i wanted to advance any further i was going to have to go to like a dedicated power lifting gym if i was going to really push and really be an actual competitive power lifter and um and so I was like, I was looking into, I was looking into powerlifting gym in the area. And then I started finding out about the, the Lucha thing. So, but I'd been putting all my energy into this, like, you know, just trying to squat and bench and deadlift as much as you possibly can. And so agility was not really the thing I was going for, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so going out there and doing like, I hadn't done a front roll since I was maybe like, you know, it had probably been like, I don't know, a long time, over over a decade, possibly decades since I'd done a front row. And um, so just trying to get that back in. And I was, but I, I stunk at it. You know, I could do all the conditioning. I could do everything else. And then we started rolling around and I was like, oh my God, my body is killing me. Like my old bones are breaking. I don't know how to do this. And, uh, but I didn't care. You know, I was just like, I'm getting it. I'd go home, I'd move the coffee table, eat a bunch of ibuprofen, be, they'd take the couches off, the cushions off the couch try to do front rolls in my living room <laughs> just do whatever i could you know so i was like i have to have this i've loved wrestling my whole life like as long as i could remember i've been a huge wrestling fan i always wanted to be a pro wrestler dreamed about it literally 
had dreams. Like, some of my oldest memories are, like, I remember I, uh, I had a dream about, about, it was after Rowdy Rowdy Piper hit, um, hit Superfly Snooker with the coconut. Oh, yeah. So mad. And, um, I was so mad. Like, I used to have nightmares about, like, trying to get in the ring and fight Rowdy Rowdy Piper when I was a kid. (laughs) And, um, so, like, I've always wanted to be in a professional wrestling ring, you know, but it's such a weird thing. Like, how do you get into it? You know, how do you get involved in it? It's a lot more accessible now, but, you know, before I just never even considered it as really an option because it was always such like a weird like clandestine thing, you know. So, um, yeah, once I finally found a way in, I was like, I'm not blowing this opportunity for anything. So <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing everything I can to become as good as I possibly can at this. Was there ever a morning after training, and then you come home and you flip 800 more times on your on your floor, yeah, on the cushions that you just said. Man, I can't get up this morning. Or was the brain so oh. much taken over that your will wouldn't let you do that? Yeah, no. I mean, I I feel like that all the time, though. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like that that is that's nothing that's nothing new to me. That feeling of like I'm not, and because I've been involved in one form of training or another for so long that I know that it's just consistency. You know, I know that it's just it doesn't. It's not because I feel like doing it. It's because it's Monday that I do it. You know, I do it because it's Tuesday. Like, I don't do it because, like, I have this emotional state at that current time. No, it's because this is what I do. This is the person I am. I train. I work hard. Mondays, I'm doing this. Tuesdays, I'm doing this. You know, this is what's on the schedule. I don't care how you feel about it. Kid, get out there and do it. So, So, uh, before we get past the... uh training at lucha aspect here i want to take you back if that's all right uh said you were from yeah. uh, kind of grew up in new york and uh, we were talking about piper yeah. you were talking about piper and snooker a second ago what's your first memories yeah, yeah. of uh wrestling oh uh, i think that some of my first stuff i know that i loved um like my old my old favorites were were macho man superfly uh and I remember going to my first my first live show at the Westchester County Center um, way back and seeing, like, I think it was Outlaw Ron Bass there, and he had his bullwhip uh, and uh, cracking his bullwhip inside of the building. Big hat. And being like, that is crazy. Like, like I'd never heard a bullwhip crack before. And I never, like, and it was, in the, it was in the Westchester County Center, so it wasn't, like, a huge venue, but it was WWF there. And yeah, and just being just being blown away by being like these are guys I see on TV, and I could go right up and you know like somebody gave me five, and I was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna wash my hand again. Like that's a hero, <laughs> you know, like that's a bona fide like superhero just ran by me. And yeah, so it was. I've I've always always been way into it. Was the family into it? Was it a thing you guys turned on together? Your dad, you said he was in. Yeah, I remember my. My older brother was into it for a little while. He kind of fell off it. And I fell off too when I became a when I became a, a teenager in like the um, early nineties. I guess I kind of was like it, it just wasn't the same for me. And I was getting older, started getting involved in a little more other, you know, kind of teenage juvenile delinquent activities. So it kind of took me away from anything that really involved just like sitting and watching the TV. I was running around a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah, so I kind of fell off it for a while, but then I got back into it in the late nineties, kind of in the attitude uh, when things started picking up again, cause it was at my Kung Fu school, all the people there, like all the older Chinese guys and like the young Chinese kids were all watching 
wrestling there. And they and the way that the school was was it was like a it was like a home kind of. It was down in the basement of a place down in the international district, and um, and they had a TV and they had a couch. My teachers would let me sleep there sometimes, and um, and they would watch wrestling. So I just started getting back into, it and I was like, yeah, I still love this, you know. And I was and I just got right back into it. I haven't I haven't blinked on it since. So. Dude, so uh, when you did get back into it, or even before you went out of it, who were your uh, heroes that you kind of were like, you know, you still think about them today? You were mentioning Roddy Piper and the Seneca yeah. with the with the coconut. Yeah, who else was there for Macho you? Macho Man for sure. Uh, I was always I was always a huge Macho Man fan. Oh yeah, as a as a kid, and uh, who else? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta put Ravish and Rick Rude in there. Oh um, man, that's great. Man, man Negro might take a couple might take a couple cues from him. Um but yeah, he's he's up at the top just for the just for the showmanship, you know, for letting everybody know that they need to shut their mouths, see what a real man looks like. Uh <laughs> I think I mean seen a video or something about that recently by somebody else. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> and uh, uh yeah, those those are my those are some of my time. I mean, like junkyard dog, all the guys. Cause I so I grew up on the on the East Coast. So it was WWF when I was growing up. That was that was what we watched. That was what was on TV. That was what was on the local channels. Was WWF. Um, and I'd never. I remember I had some books that I would see some of the guys from other territories, like and like I would know the name Ric Flair, but I never saw him on TV because he just wasn't on TV where I was growing up. At least not the TV that I had. So. You weren't seeing much of the uh, old uh, TBS, NWA, Dusty Rhodes, that kind of stuff. No, it was more than no, WWF. I, I didn't, it just wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it just wasn't on any of the channels that I got, and I wasn't really like searching like that. I was just watching what came on and liking what came on. So I was just watching mostly WWF product back in the day. <clears throat> oh, sorry, choked a little bit there. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, WWF back in the day. So then you took that break, and then yeah. that you came back. Must have been right around the beginning of the Monday Night Wars Attitude Era type stuff. Or yeah, it was like like ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, yeah, because I was, and I remember. Yeah, because I remember like just having like it would just be on the TV down in the down in the basement of this building, and um. And the kids would talk about it, like the kids would be talking about the rock and the kids would be talking about Stone Cold and they and these like young Chinese kids who would be in like the, the uh beginner class and the kids' classes, which I'd help teach. Um, they'd always be trying to get me to do wrestling moves with them and stuff and show them how to do wrestling moves and things and I was like, What are you guys talking about? And then I started watching it and I was like, Oh man, this is good. Like it's gotten like this is way better than I remember it being. And I was all the way back on board with everything. <laughs> so, like us all, a huge fan of The Rock, Stone Cold, those kind of guys. Yeah, uh, how could you not be? Anybody else? Uh, you know, it's hard to not say. Like, you know, Undertaker was awesome. Cactus Jack, who was mankind. Yeah. I, mean, I like, I like so the New people. Age Outlaws a lot because I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Nice. I really like tag teams. Um, but yeah, everything. And just the just the whole the whole presentation, you know, was really was. I was like, this is, it reminded me of when I was a kid and how did that kind of level of excitement and just like being these larger than life characters and the athleticism and everything. Do promos blow you away? Like just great promos? 
because sometimes I'm good for everything, man. I like the storytelling, a supreme match. But sometimes, you know, growing up, a guy like from the NWA, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, those guys, yeah, a promo just gives me goosebumps sometimes if that's done right. Yeah, I like a I like a nice short promo with meaning. I'm not a big fan of people hanging out in the ring and talking for thirty minutes about something back and forth. But right. if somebody can put can put uh, some real emotion into into sixty seconds into ninety seconds, you know, make me captivate me, make me want to show up somewhere and see something. You know, if it's if it's in a building or if it's making sure that I'm going to be on my couch so I find out what happens. You know, that next week when these two guys finally meet up. You know, yeah, that's what that's what I'm about. That's where I think the real money is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at that time, any live events that you attended in the uh, Monday Night Wars Attitude Era at all? Uh, yeah, I started going back to shows. I think when did I start really going to shows? Uh, yeah, I remember once I once I was back in, and I think once I was like. Uh, gainfully employed enough to be able to actually attend a, <laughs> attend a show. Uh, I was, I was going every, every chance I got, you know, if it was ever anywhere near me, I was going for sure. If, whether it was in the nosebleeds or what, I mean, the majority of the time it was up in the nosebleeds, but, but I'm good with that. You know, it's, I like the show and I like the product. Uh, attend any big pay-per-views or, uh, main, ev- uh, main events, uh, WrestleManias. We went to, I went to WrestleMania uh, 31, I think, when it was in San Jose. Mm. All right. Recently, that's the that's the only WrestleMania that I've been to. That was a blast. It was good. It's it's cool to just be around that many wrestling fans, you know, like to be walking around and how they kind of take over our area and just walk around. And you see somebody with a wrestling shirt on and you just start talking to them. You know, <laughs> hey, who do you think's gonna win the main event? Blah blah blah. Conversation with a complete stranger. You know, we're all having fun. We're all you know we're into it people yelling out at their car windows when they see you with a certain person shirt on, you know, either telling you that you're trash and you suck or that they like, yeah, that guy's the best. <laughs> and that kind of passion. It's like that, the, that this crazy thing that we're all into draws that amount of like passion and emotion out of people. That's what I'm, that's what I'm into. That's amazing. Uh, the first WrestleMania, I was just a kid and, uh, I got taken to the kingdom if you remember the Kingdome yeah. in Seattle uh-huh. before it was torn down, uh, got to yeah, watch yeah. WrestleMania one uh, via the uh, the video screen in oh, there. And, what, uh, the, what was it? The closed circuit? What yeah, closed circuit them? TV. Clo- closed yes, circuit yes, TV. Yes, and uh-huh. uh, so I told you I'm an old man. <laughs> hey man, we're together, <laughs> brother. Right? But uh, yeah, you sit like uh, directly down the field across from the video screen. I got to see that. That was phenomenal. And I did get to attend the. Um, WrestleMania was it nineteen at Safeco? Oh Field. yeah, when it was at Safeco. Yeah, and that was a phenomenal card. My uh, little brother took me. We sat up in the very top in the last seats yeah. that you could find for the show, <laughs> but I didn't care. It was just like enormous, and that was before they had all the access and all the indie yeah. shows would come to town and all that stuff. When you went to thirty one, did you go any uh, of the other shows that were around town or anything like that? We did. We went to we went to Access. That was a that was a blast. Um, I think Access was the only thing we did the day before. Now, yeah, but that was fun. It was fun because they had a they had a ring set up and they would just put on matches every once in a while. So I was able to get like that was a, I think up until then that was the closest I'd ever been to a wrestling ring. 
where I was like right like like that close to being in it. Unless it was after I started wrestling. I don't remember when I started wrestling now <laughs> or when that happened. I don't know what number we're on. <laughs> if I was if it was before I started wrestling, it was the closest I've been to a ring. It was the closest I've been to a WWF ring, that's for sure. <laughs> Right. Wait, or WWE. Sorry, I keep betraying my age on this one. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's not get sued here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do it all the yeah. time myself. Or you, we could go way back and go W W W F. Yeah, well, I I ain't that old, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. But I remember almost. <laughs> so back then, did you ever get to? Uh, you know, you said you went to Access recently for the the uh, WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Back in the day, did you get to uh, meet any of your uh, heroes at all, ever? Like, no, wait for them backstage? No, no, was, and... But they, the closest I ever got was at some shows. Like, we'd be, you know, we'd be marks, and we'd go and, like, wait in the parking lot and kind of see if people were going to come out. Got, like, Jonathan Coachman's signature on, like, a tore-up receipt or something that I had in my pocket <laughs> for no reason. And, um, and oh, one, one memory that I do have that stands out in my mind was... Uh, me and a bunch of people after a show standing down in a parking lot, there's like a chain link fence and people are coming out to their cars and they'd would come up and give autographs and stuff. And then, uh, Undertaker and Big Show walked out and they got in an SUV and they walked up and they just had street clothes on and like hoods on and everybody went silent and we kind of like backed up from the fence and just let them get in their car. Oh and nobody gave, nobody asked for anything. You just let them get in their cars and leave. Because <laughs> we were all shook. It was funny because they were huge. They, and they look scary when they have regular clothes on. They were just like, yeah, we just going to let them do their thing. And then somebody else would come and be like, Spike Dudley, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can imagine. Undertaker, Undertaker and Big Show came out, and everybody got quiet. That's like <laughs> 700 pounds maybe, right, of just yeah. beef, Yeah, yeah, They came out and just like, like looking bigger than the SUV, and we are just like, yeah, we're good. You guys do you. <laughs> we're not going to bug you, sir. Back in uh, when I was probably in high school or maybe even junior high, if I just can't remember what the year was, probably early high school, um, got taken to a Tacoma Dome show, house show, and Hulk Hogan was taking on Kamala in the uh, main yeah. event. But afterwards, somehow, my uncle and my great-great-aunt, somehow, we wandered through this section, and then they said, no, you can't stand here. So they moved us around to the southern side of the fence, and Hulk Hogan walked out in the heyday yeah. and got in yeah. the limo, I have never probably seen more of a remarkable scene than that. He was huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why. Yeah, I'm sometimes sometimes TV doesn't really do justice to to the, you know, like uh, professional wrestlers aren't supposed to be, in my opinion, professional wrestlers aren't supposed to be the average Joe. They're supposed to be somebody who you see and you say, what is that? That's my, that's the way that I feel about professional wrestlers um is that they should like it shouldn't just be some schlub you know who just looks like he could be you know bagging you groceries or something like <laughs> professional wrestlers are supposed to be stars and when when you see us we should stand out as stars and so you know do whatever we can to kind of to kind of separate us from the crowd now let me ask this about that a follow-up question if you will does the star have to be huge like in muscle oh. and bulk or just stand out in some way. Stand out in some way. Because, I mean, I am never going to be tall. No matter how much I work out, I'm not going to get any taller. And so, <laughs> so that doesn't, there's, there's nothing I can do about that, but I can sure the hell stand out. You know, when I, when I come out, 
when I get booked on a show and I'm coming out through that crowd, when I come through that curtain, I want you to remember that you saw Leo Negro. I want that to be something that you say. I remember that dude who came out. He was dancing like a stripper and he had a cat mask on. And then he was jumping around and whooping people's asses all over the ring. That's what I want you to remember. <laughs> Excellent, man. I, I thought that was a great question and an even better answer that you gave. So let's uh, move on then. So you're training for Lucha Libre Volcanica. Yes. When did uh, Leon jump into his first match? Was it at Lucha Libre Volcanica mm-hmm. show on uh, Saturdays yeah. at the Evolve Gym? Yes, sir. It was, uh, yeah, I'd been, it was around six, seven months into my training. Um, I guess it was around six that, uh, that Jose Gomez, Profe, shout out to Profe Jose Gomez. Uh, he, he runs the school. He's a teacher. He has, he has, he's been wrestling since he was like a teenager. I think he's got like 40 years of experience. I heard he's been um, wrestling since he was born. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Legend, legend has it that he came out with a mask on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, he, he started talking to me, you know, about, um, you've been working hard, you know, I think it's time, it's time for us to start coming up with like, who do you want to be? What's your character? You know, like what's your mask want to look like? What kind of gear do you want? And, um, we started, we started brainstorming. Um, I had all kinds of, I had all kinds of horrible ideas that he was not into at all. And then, uh, after, after eventual, eventual frustration on my side, cause I, I was a. I grew up watching WWF, WWE style wrestling, American style professional wrestling, not necessarily lucha libre. And lucha libre is different. You know, it might it's more than just the mask. The whole style, the way that uh, matches are put together, the kind of the pacing, the the way that the entire psychology of lucha libre is different than it is in prof, in American professional wrestling. And um, I was learning all that. You know, and so I got to keep that, I got to keep that kind of, you know, white belt mentality of where, like, I'm here to learn. And just because I've done whatever I've done, whatever else I think I know, you know, when I'm in a, when I'm in a school, when I'm in a learning environment, I'm there to learn from somebody who's a professional who has more experience than me. And, um, and so I just said, you know, whatever, whatever you have to show me, I'm learning Lucha Libre. I keep coming up with these kind of corny characters that I think might be funny or campy or something, <laughs> but I'm just going to do what you say. And I'm just going to be a luchador, you know, and he came and he's the one who came up with Leon Negro, the black lion as my, as my character. And I just said, yes, sir. you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle the Lucha Libre style that you've taught me, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to put it together and I'm going to figure it out. And as time goes on, you know, I'll become what I become. But right now I'm just going out and I'm doing, you know, I'm doing what I've been taught how to do. So you are the Black Lion, yes, Leon Negro. Tell us what the mask means to luchadors. Mm. Or it's luchadoras, um, by the way. Yeah, the 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 mask is just a it's just a tradition. You know, it's a tradition. It's a symbol. You put it on and become someone else. You know. And when I when I have that mask on, I'm not the same guy who you might see on the street. You know, I'm not the I'm not the same guy you might see in the gym. I might be a little more. I put on that mask and I get to really turn the dial to eleven. You know, I get to take all that stuff that I have that I, you know, maybe been wanting to say, maybe been wanting to do in my life, and I can 
I can do it all. There's nothing that can stop me. I get to go full out everything that I have in me, superhero status. Once I once I put on my gear, once I put on my trunks, what I put, once I put on my mask, it's on. You have to transform into somebody else. How does that make you feel on the inside, man? Like, man, I get to be this superhero. People look up to me. Kids looked up to me. There's a lot of kids at the Lucha shows, man. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be just a, a feeling that just tops life off almost. Oh, it's great. I wouldn't know what to do without it. No, I can't even imagine if I if I didn't have if I didn't have the training, if I didn't have the the matches that I get to go out there and have get to go out there and just work with the other work with my work with my training brothers and sisters that I work with and uh mm-hmm. and then the time being able to go out there in front of the crowds. You know, whether I'm whether I'm working Rudo or Technica. You know, when I'm Rudo I'm a little bit I'm a little bit less kind to the good <laughs> people. But uh but when I'm when I'm out there and people people are behind me, you know, they're behind me. And I love it. I love being able to feel that. You know, I love when I'm down and I hear that I hear a chant for me to rise back up, you know. I love it. It makes me it just motivates me to wanna to, wanna to give everything that I have to, you know, to, to make these people as entertained as possible, to really have them in the palm of my hand. Take them on that ride with me. So we heard about your trainer in Lucha Libre Volcanica. Who are your some other uh who are your mentors or some of your people that are in your ear letting you know, do this, do that. You know, you're doing great there. Dude, don't do that. Yeah. So uh, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, well-educated people around here. I also, so I started training with Lucha Libre Volcanica and, uh, I trained there for a while. And then I started getting some more exposure to the fact that there's another school in the area the Buddy Wayne Academy. Yeah. And, um, and once I, you know, it was, Buddy was a big fan of, of Lucha Libre. And he, there was a couple of times he'd brought, uh, we had, we had Negro Navarro is a good friend of our, of our school. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of Profe. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and he uh, would come, he comes about once a year and he'll do a seminar with us. And some of the guys from the Buddy Wayne Academy came to that first seminar. And then uh, Buddy and Cash showed up a couple of times to the school. And Buddy was just always, just always, like, super respectful, you know, and, like, like really respectful of Profe, you know, really respectful of, of uh, the other senior luchadors around there. And just, like, like wanting people to, to expand their, expand their knowledge. And that when I first when I first met, I was like, oh man, like that guy is something special, you know. And he was just so so respectful to us that um, I started getting really interested. And then I started seeing the other Buddy Wayne guys at the shows in Yakima at Big League Wrestling and Lucha Libre. Right. There was a lot of Buddy guys always booked on those shows. And then when I started seeing those guys wrestle, then I was like, that's it. I need to I need to find out what those guys are doing. You know, I gotta like there's something. There. like these guys are so good you know um i need that you know i need to i need to broaden my game i don't want to have any holes i want to be the best possible you know luchador best possible professional wrestler i could be and um so i reached out to him and and buddy told me to you know head up there and i was able to start training at the at the academy nice. uh shortly before he passed away 
And after he passed, they were kind enough to let me continue training with him. So I've been up there, you know, for about the last year and a half, uh, just soaking up knowledge, just working hard, getting absorbing everything I can, you know. And every day that I get to be with those guys is a, is a blessing. Did you ever get to not have a nice uh, chat with Buddy at all before he, you know, left all the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he would he was always super respectful about Lucha Libre and just always was like, yeah, I love Lucha Libre, you know, because he wasn't a he wasn't a tall guy either, you know, and so so he definitely was a fan. He talked about it a lot, and there's a lot of um, older luchadors. Then he would talk about Negro Navarro too. You know, because a lot of these guys, they wrestle, they're going to probably, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is, but he's old, and he still works great, and he works all the time, and he's, like, never been better, you know, mm-hmm. and he just transforms his style, and he's got that real Yaveo, the locked, exchanging hold style, and um, I, that guy's never going to stop, you know, and I know every time that I've felt that guy's hands on me that he could do whatever and the hell he wanted to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so it's that, it, and it's that kind of thing where it was like, I and Buddy had expressed that he was, he was like, yeah, these guys they wrestle forever, you know, and was just super interested in it. And so he was, yeah, it was, it was great. I, I mean, I feel, I feel really blessed and really sad too that I got in when I got in. Um, that I at least had to have the the small amount of time that I had with him, but uh, I also feel blessed that you know the the people at the school have been kind enough to let me continue training with them. Uh, and you're obviously better off for knowing him and knowing the folks that are, uh, have and still training mm-hmm. under the one buddy Wayne, uh, way. And, uh, yeah, you know, cause he was wrestling, uh, back in, uh, back in my day. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, doing a lot of stuff Pacific yeah. Northwest and, uh, he's uh fabulous. So it sounds like you've had some great training, buddy Wayne. Yeah. And, he definitely lives on there because there are so many times when the instruction that we're given is, this is what Buddy said. This is what Buddy would have said. This is what Buddy said about this. This is, you know, so his voice is still there, you know. Mm-hmm. His chair is still there. I still see his chair there, you know. I know that his his spirit and his teachings are living on 100% in that school right now. So, Well, there's uh, tons of his students on all the local shows, some of mm-hmm. them moving on. I know Cash. Uh, I've heard the rumor that he's uh, heading over to Japan to do some training. And then I also mm-hmm. heard or and seen on social media, Buddy Wayne's son is going to wrestle up at uh, Without a Cause this month. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Wayne. That guy's great. <laughs> I've never you it, know, it, seen him, but I can't wait. I got tickets to that show. But anyway, oh, what okay. were we going to say? Oh, outstanding! You're in for a treat. He's yeah, yeah. You're in for a treat. Oh, I cannot wait for that, man. That whole show looks phenomenal. Um, but anyway, uh, so wrestling for Lucha Libre, what was your, uh, do you have a couple favorite matches that you've had over at Lucha Libre? Volcanica? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've definitely had a lot of matches. I really enjoyed the match that I've had recently with Sonico for the, we're fighting for the championship. Um, <laughs> Was that that's fun. I love I love wrestling with with my with my partner Gringo Loco. Shout out to Gringo Loco. Two bad dudes. Uh, where the we are the current Lucha Libre Volcanic Tag Team Champions. I have a feeling that we may be the the eternal the final 
ever Lucha Libre Tag Team Champions. So I don't think anybody out there has got the ability to beat us. And um, so every every time I get in the ring with him is fun. Uh, last year I got to I got to take Bat Boy's mask off of him. I had a great time in that. Dude, so, so I got bloody all over the building. A little Took blood mask. I got it hanging up over here. Little color. Uh, things happen. Yeah, stuff a lot happens. Of, a lot of violence. A lot of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Just how I like it. Oh man! So you were uh, you're currently holding the tag belts at Lucha Libre Volcanica. How? Yep. Did you get hooked up with Defy? You were at Defy. Never dies mm. in the Defy to Survive, and then most recently Defy PDX. Yeah, I've uh, actually wrestled for Defy two times before that too. When they did that um, road tour, we went out to Montana and Idaho or something. Spokane, maybe. Uh, Spokane, Spokane. Oh yeah, so we drove through Idaho. Yeah, and then it was it was Missoula and Spokane. Yeah. I wrestled in Spokane for them, uh, and then I wrestled the, the October show with Sonico. Me and Sonico teamed up and fought against Drexel and Cleaver. Oh, man. See, I yeah. didn't even know that. See, you just brought some knowledge on the old L train. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, crowd is, that crowd is great to work for. It's a, it's a great promotion. Um yeah, what the easily the biggest thing going on around here now. So it is a it is a privilege to be able to be considered to as somebody who they want to have on their card. Oh man, their uh, shows are phenomenal. They're bringing yeah. more and more huge talent to the area from other places, along with our uh, local talent here. Mm-hmm. That is freaking amazing. That any of our guys. Uh, could be wrestling all over this place uh, in the in the United States independently. That's how great our guys are out here. Out here, and uh, dude, and then uh, Defy PDX, you had to take on uh, a big man, Big yeah. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that yeah, experience. Yeah, didn't, didn't quite turn out the way I wanted it to, but uh, but I, like I said earlier, you know, uh, I've never well. I don't think I've ever been in a in a match with somebody who wasn't bigger than me. So it's not like fighting somebody bigger than me is something new. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've never backed down from a fight. I ain't never been scared to get up in someone's face, let them know that I think that I'm the best and I'm going to prove that I'm the best. Uh, but, yeah, you know, doesn't always don't always get the can't win everyone. But uh, I know that I have the people behind me. I know that... Um, yeah, so so were you were you at that show? Not at the uh, Portland show. show. I at was not. I was show? I was in Las Vegas during the Portland show, so I did not make the Portland uh, show. But I was at the uh, Defy Never Die show when you were yeah. in the uh, elimination so, match. So at the at the Portland show, um, Seth and Hammerstone fought before before me and Jack, and that uh, the match ended a little bit. It had a little bit of a funky ending to it, so the crowd was not that happy. They weren't that pleased to find out that there was a, a no contest or whatever it was that happened. So, so the people were kind of hot, and they thought the match was going to restart or something. And then my music started playing, and everybody started booing. And I knew they weren't booing me necessarily. <laughs> they were booing the fact that the match was over. 
But I was like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? All these people, like, don't know these people want to see me come out right now. And, um, and, uh, but I just, I just stayed in my lane, you know. I heard, I heard Pony drop, and I knew it was time to bring the sexiness out to that, to that building. And, um, so I first came out in the venue, the, the setup is a little bit, is a little bit awkward. But once I got in front, and once I got up on the ring, everybody could see, could see the, the sheer star power that Leo Negro brings. The, everybody got behind me, you know, had the, had the ladies, the gentlemen booing, but <laughs> showing off. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a blast. It was, and it was good. It felt really good to know that, that, uh, that I could, that the people are willing to, willing to get behind me, even though things got a little bit funny before that. Oh, that's gotta be just completely awesome for you. Feeling that, uh, the goose bump, the, the crowd pop and, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're talking just about get out there, get out there and do what I do. Get out there and do the one thing that I know how to do. That's right. That's all you got to uh, do. And you're talking yep. about Shaft and uh, Hammerstone, man. Oh my God. And I yeah. heard later, I haven't seen. Yeah, the I don't video. know. I don't know what was going on there, but I haven't seen the video from the end of it yet. You know, they put up uh, on the Defiance page on Facebook the match between Hammerstone and Shaft, where. Hammerstone you see, you walks see out. Chase get popped. That was the funniest part of the whole thing. And then at the Hammerstone end, I guess punched, there was people punched Chase James in the face. Yeah, he I saw that. The fight and he dropped. He freaking rocked <laughs> I was it. It was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that in the building, and I was I was dying laughing. Oh my gosh! By the way, Chase yeah, James will also be a part of this very podcast that's going to come out. He's going to tell us a little bit oh, about okay. Whack and Prestige. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good guy. He is, man. And, uh, yeah. So I want I want I want trash a homie on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! If you want to cut a promo, you cut a promo. You do whatever you want to yeah. do on this show. It goes through. I just trash him on Saturday to his face when I see him. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I even let Nick Rackford come on here and he talks the bunch of trash about me, but it's okay. But. <laughs> but <laughs> Dude, uh, so what's coming up for Leon Negro? Uh, this, not this, uh, this month. I think the next thing I have going is Volcanic is running a show on Saturday, February 23rd at Evolve. Um, and it's going to be me, Gringo Loco, the two bad dudes, Luce Libre Volcanic Tag Team Champions taking on a new team that's coming up that's rising through the ranks at Volcanica, uh, Los Halcones Galacticos. It's Halcon Negro and Halcon de Plata. And, uh, that is a match that I don't think anybody's gonna wanna miss. We're two, um, two bad dudes started out. We were a little bit, uh, you know, we were not necessarily stand friendly, but people have definitely gotten behind us. And, um, so yeah, we kinda, we kinda made that turn, but, you know, sometimes you come out and you, you know, you're not really endearing yourself to the fans, but people people kind of like it for some reason. <laughs> and then they eventually wind up getting behind you, and that's kind of the state that we're in right now. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to be taking on these other guys, another pair of super strong technicals, so you can expect a lot of high-flying action. There will definitely be some dives. Definitely be, uh, if you are in the front two rows, you want to be on your toes. Yeah. You get out of the way. <laughs> Dude, I've been to a few Lucha volcanica shows beware in those first couple yeah. rows 
If you bring kids to the show, keep an eye on them. You got to get out of the way when the wrestler is launching out of the ring, right? That that is a fact. Every time I'm every time I'm, I see an opponent of mine outside of the ring, I am aiming for the third row. So you better believe I'm looking to blast through somebody when I'm going out. <laughs> hey, uh, you know I was messing with you earlier. Like we got to get those show or those shirts made for you. You know, uh, and uh, any lo- any merch coming up soon for you? Oh yeah, I had some. Uh, I kind of I've kind of fallen off. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's I got a anybody showing up to to any anywhere I'm going to be recent uh, in the in the coming future. I'm going to have some masks. I just got some some souvenir masks from nice. Mexico City that just arrived this weekend for me. So if you wanna if you wanna get yourself a souvenir Leon Negro mask, come find me at the merch table. If I find you and get that mask, will you uh, give it a big signature and uh, let me grab you and take oh, a picture? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll do that for me, <laughs> for all the fans. Right, buddy? Yeah. And uh, and also, when you see me making my making my entrance, uh, I am willing, I am always accepting of tips, of cash tips, if you want a little bit of extra sexiness put on you during the entrance. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. Those, those, those stripper hashtags are honest. <laughs> hashtag stripper follow <laughs> this guy by the way what is your twitter handle my friend uh find me anywhere on social media at black lion lucha at black lion lucha yep. is that how they black book lion a guy to twitter too? instagram find me on facebook black lion lucha everywhere you look gmail black lion lucha and that is how marketing all <laughs> the promotions the federations can book you Everywhere around the world, you need a little bit of extra sexiness on your card. Hey, my man, it's time to head off into the sunset. I appreciate your time tonight, man. We've had a great chat. This is the kind of chat chat that we might have to do some more chatting another time really quick. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Hold on here. I really messed up. I didn't put my phone, apparently, on uh, silent. And my wife's calling from Phoenix. So I'm going to put that uh-huh. on hold for a second, and I'll call her back. As soon as <laughs> I was done this, if I was Stone Cold Steve Austin, I would owe everyone a beer, but I don't have that kind of money. But anyway, uh-huh. buddy, any final thoughts from the one, the only, the mask, the mystery, Leon Negro? Yeah, man, just find me on social media. Find me at uh, I'm wrestling around the area constantly. Every usually the last Saturday every month there's a show at Volcanica. If not, I'll be I'll be lurking around at the fire, always looking for an opportunity, looking to prove to everyone. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. There, there might be a special appearance coming up at um, that new promotion without a cause. Who knows? Want to keep your eyes open. You never know where I'm going to turn up. All right, my man. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. You know, when I ask people to do this, they give up their free time. It's not like I'm sending watches or checks. So I appreciate your Wait, time. Wait, Danny, check coming? Uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, right. I'll check them now. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you so much, man. And uh, good luck to you, and uh, keep living your dream. All right. It was good to talk to you.